Welcome to Toolbox and Testimony, the podcast meant to equip you with tools to help you navigate Christian life and to encourage you with stories of God's faithfulness. I'm Tanner Van Beek, campus ministry worker in Des Moines, Iowa. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 10 of season 2 of Toolbox and Testimony. I've got another testimony for you today. It's Josh Thomas. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> uh, he's going to share his testimony today. Um, but first, uh, I'm just going to put out the disclaimer. I'm just going to pretty much just let you talk this episode. I know you're, you're kind of a talker. I am a talker. I'm not, my mouth is actually kind of sore. So I, I already told you this story, but I'll tell this to <laughs> yeah. the listeners. This yes, <laughs> please do. Please do. So I recently joined a gym in Ankeny. And so two days ago, I'm there for the first time and I haven't lifted in like at least six months. Like it was like when I graduated last year was the last time that I lifted. And and so me just being, you know, prideful uh, and overconfident, I'm like, oh, I've been running when it's nice outside. I'm in shape. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just bust out one of my track workouts from when I was a, a javelin thrower in college like <laughs> and, and so I'm working out there with my buddy Jordan Anderson and like three-fourths of the way through the workout I like start to get lightheaded and I'm like dude Jordan I think I need to stop <laughs> like I, I, I think I'm gonna go to the locker room and sit down like and I cry. need to stop <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm walking back to the locker room and I'm like lightheaded and I'm almost there and then I just faint out of nowhere. I, I like my vision like leaves. I can't see anymore. I'm falling and there's nothing stopping me. I'm just falling. My face like smacks against the wall. <laughs> and, and I just I hit the floor hard. <laughs> and that kind of like that wakes me up. So I get up off the floor after like 10 seconds. Nobody saw me. Thank Praise goodness. God. Praise yep. the Lord. God is <laughs> so I, I walk the rest of the way to the locker room and just like sit on this bench and just like so embarrassed with myself. And I text Jordan. I'm like, I fell. <laughs> 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 or no, maybe I didn't even, I can't even remember what happened. I don't think, I think he just came in and I'm like, I fell. <laughs> Bro, you, you've told me this story before and like every time it just makes me <laughs> die laughing. <laughs> um, so Moral of the story, if you pray for the Lord to humble you, mm. he'll find a creative way to do it. Yes, yes, amen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you, if you see me in person the next couple of days, my lips kind of jacked up and, <laughs> and whatever. So my mouth's sore, so I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, how did we meet? So I, I can't, I can never remember. It, you came to one of my basketball games yeah. while I was a student at Faith Baptist. That's true. Or I met you in our bookstore. Yes, yeah, at, that's at the, same the first place. time. Right. So the, the the first time we met was like one of the first weeks of like my first semester at Drake. Um, and it was like because Mark, Mark Elliott, he, I, I don't think he's been on the podcast yet, but Mark Elliott, like he was going to faith. He needed to buy his ESV, like leather study Bible. He he wanted it one so bad. That's so classy. I know, right? He he just wanted to go with Nathan. He went with Nathan Cook. So him, and that was the first time I met Nathan as well. So we met in the bookstore, and I think I don't remember like what I thought of you, but like it was love at first sight. It was absolutely right? love at first sight. Bottom you know what? Up. I changed my mind. That's what it was. Amen. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was it. Then we met at that. We like went to your basketball game, and you were like so nice then. You like remembered me, and like you you were like, 
oh, I totally remember we met at the bookstore. And I was like, what? And I like I was like totally a nerd. Like I had my big choppers. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think the it's in the picture. Ones. Yes, yeah. the big choppers. Like the choppers. <laughs> I'm a fool. I'm wearing my big gloves that are called choppers. And they're like extra larges. And I'm definitely like a medium. And I'm just standing at Tanner's basketball game. And then summer. Yeah, that's a, yeah. And then summer and getting mm-hmm. to know each other over SLT and yeah. and now we're but you lived in our house mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, so this is sweet. I'm glad to have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just get into it. So the purpose of you know this podcast, these testimony episodes, it's just to give you a chance to you know share with everybody how God's been faithful in your life. Mm-hmm. So just share with us whatever you want, how God's transformed you. Uh, I know you shared. At midweek last night, so this might be going over some of the same stuff again, but that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, thank you for even giving me the opportunity to do that. Yeah, God has been so faithful to me, and like for the majority of my life, I think, I I just, as I talked about yesterday, I I like did not care if God existed or not, and I would have said that I was a Christian, I, I was really a nominal Christian, like someone who would say that they are a Christian, but like goes to church, like maybe frequently or like rarely, but I went to church really frequently, but like I never knew the gospel, even though I've heard it like hundreds of times. I I never really like understood it or cared enough to even like think that Jesus like had to die for my sins. Um, I didn't really think of like myself as someone who needed a savior. Um, And I was like constantly in like this little swing between like, I I don't know, actually like really feeling my sin and, and like feeling like I was like condemned and then also being like super self-righteous. So I would think about how like growing up, going to church a whole bunch, I, um, yeah, like wanted to know all these like huge terms. Like I knew what Calvinism was before, like I ever like read the Bible, you know what I mean? Like I, I knew what like Arminianism was or whatever, like whatever, like big word it was. I knew what that was before. Like I'd even read the gospels for myself. So when I first like was reading the Bible, I read like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I was like, why did I just read the same thing like four times that are like slightly different? Like, is this what the Bible is? Like I was so confused. Um, but yeah, I just, for the majority of my life did not care about God. I was really just concerned with success and approval and like different idols like comfort and greed like my my highest good in life was like I wanted to be married or like have a relationship or I wanted to like make a lot of money or I like really just wanted like my parents to like actually think that I like amounted to something and I talked about about it in my testimony but um yeah I grew up with two older siblings who I like I I loved but I also like just looked up to a whole bunch and like my like driving motivation for like most of my life was like I have to be like as good as they are like I have to like live up to the 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 name like I have to be like my brother and my sister and my brother was like the smartest guy I knew my sister was like the most popular person I knew which is like a weird thing to say but um yeah, like I just wanted what they had. And I thought that that would bring me fulfillment. Um, it would give me satisfaction. I thought I would be happy once I had, uh, like if I was like them. And I like saw how I, I wasn't as smart as my brother. Um, and I wasn't like well-liked as my sister. And that like created like tension in me. Like I was like, well, is there like anything else for me? Like, can I do anything else? Would anything like satisfy me? Um, yeah, and that led to me like turning to 
stuff like porn. Um, I, I masturbated for the first time when I was 10, uh, which was crazy, like so early. I think it was like fifth grade or something like that. Um, and then like I just got in like this vicious, vicious cycle of like porn use, um, of masturbating and like just like constantly having like lustful thoughts. Um, and that really like that was probably the, the biggest struggle of like my early life of like or like my, my whole life, to be honest. Um, I, I think that like really made me realize that I was a sinner, that like I was actually truly broken um, and that there was something about me that like that was never like really right in my nature, if that makes sense. Yeah. So really struggling with sexual sin. Um, and that was just one of like the very few like idols that I had in my life. Like I mentioned before, I, I like really craved relationship. Um, so when I was 17, I had this like huge crush on this girl, like absolutely massive crush on this girl in high school. And uh, she was like an open atheist. She like did not like God at all. She was very like outspoken about actually like hating God and like really into like other stuff like that. Like just, I don't know, it was different from my upbringing. Um, and my parents were, were, were Christians that they would they were just so loving to us and, and wanted us to, to follow the Lord but um, like I was I was saying that I was Christian but I really wasn't uh, so when like I, I developed this crush on this girl I like started questioning in my own head I was like okay well I, I can't date her because my parents would never approve like they want me to marry someone who's a Christian they want me to be in a relationship with someone who is Christian like and then that like brought up a lot more like different questions where like man, like, why does it, why does this even matter? Like, why do I care about this at all? Like, why, what, what's it to me if she's a Christian or not? I don't actually care about God. I, I've said I, I do, but like deep down, I, I really did not care. And so then I asked those questions and then I was like, just wondering like, man, I guess I never really, like, I never really read the Bible before. I never really gave it a, a chance. And, and I'd like totally believe that like God used that to, to like actually like stir up like questioning in me and it wasn't of myself like it was just so clearly like I don't know it was just so random that that happened and and like I had this friend named Peter who was like the only like outspoken Christian in my high school and the only guy who was willing to be like demeaned or labeled as like the Jesus freak or like the, 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 the Christian who is like is not afraid to say what he believes um, and that was just like not seen at all like in my upbringing like that's he was like literally the only one and um, so I went over to Peter and I asked Peter like um, I was just wondering if I can go to church with you and like I bet like n being a Christian now and being in like college ministry right now like I bet Peter and like his heart was like oh my gosh let's go yeah, yes that's like a dream yeah I was like wow this never happens uh, but I I, I just I, I was so curious what his church was like because like, it must have been different from like what I was used to. I, I grew up in a lot of like unhealthy churches. Uh, so I went to church with him um, and like went to his youth group and like I just saw something in those people that they had like joy and like purpose and and like they just loved God and loved others. And I was like so confused and like made no sense to me at all. Um, and I, I, I wanted what they had. I just saw how I was so unhappy and they were so fulfilled and like the emptiness in me was just like crying out that like there, there might be a solution here. You should keep coming. 
so I, I did. I just kept going. Um, and after a couple of months, like, I don't know at what point, like, I think something happened around November where, like, I, I started getting a lot more involved and, like, like starting caring about, like, inviting other, like, my other friends to this youth group because, like, there was clearly, like, a message here that was important. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Over time, like, I think, like, I, I started to read the Bible. God gave me a desire to read his word, and I, like, started actually looking at it at his as his word. Um, and I remember reading like the crucifixion in, in Matthew um, and for like the first time I had heard that story like preached like a hundred times before that, you know, like tens of times, so many times, <laughs> hundreds to tens. Uh, <laughs> but I, I like read that story and I just started crying. I just started breaking down crying because for the first time I realized that like, man, my sin like actually deserves a punishment. Like I actually deserve to die for my sin. And I, I deserve hell for my sin. Um, it's enough to separate me from God. Um, and, and Jesus, the only perfect person, like had to pay for my sin. And like reading that, like I, I also like saw how brutal it was and like the weight of my sin just like kept stacking up. And I like just realized, man, I, I really do need a savior. I like really need a savior. Uh, to save me from my sexual sin, my idol of like greed, of, of, of money, of comfort, of approval from my parents, like all of that, like all of that was enough to separate me from God, but I needed a savior and like there was one. Like finally the emptiness in me was like, oh man, this is it. Like God, God has actually loved me so much and like he's perfect and holy and righteous and like he loves me and he like, he loves me enough to like, make me make me like his son through Jesus and like I, I was just blown away by that fact so um, yeah after a couple months in the youth group I just I just kept going and kept reading his word and kept being in community and I just watched my life like really slowly change and we're here now you know? that's awesome dude thanks so much for sharing that yeah uh, I just think that it's really I don't know. I can relate to that empty feeling, yeah. Uh, like before knowing Christ, mm -hmm. and just like trying to fill that hole with all these different things. But I also think people really relate to to um, to to. <laughs> uh, I think they relate to all those other different factors that were going on: the approval from your parents, mm -hmm. the approval from people, like like looking yeah. up to specific people, like mm -hmm. like all those things, just like really binding you up, and yeah. then you know, God saving you and, and cutting you free from all those different things. Yeah. That's just amazing. Yeah. Um, and now enter college, mm -hmm. you know, tell us about the college experience, like yeah. campus ministry. You're obviously pretty passionate about this. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, man, I, I love looking back at, at just coming to Drake. Um, I, I came and like the first week I like was super discouraged with how Drake like welcome week went I was like trying to like see I it was really important to me that like wherever I was going for school they had like a college ministry like they had like a, a Christian community that I could be like involved in and like, plugged into and <clears throat> um yeah and I so I came to Drake like excited to meet like Christians and I didn't expect like there to be ton like I'm from like the Chicago suburbs <clears throat> and it's not like there's like tons of Christians there. Like no one was like an outspoken Christian in my school except Peter. So like 
and then there was like 2,500 people there, you know, like, Dang. so he's the one dude that was willing to share his faith. Um, but came here and like met no one, no one, like the first week. Welcome week is also at Drake. It's like super whack. It's like, you didn't so- like the hypnotist? <laughs> no i i didn't appreciate sex drugs and drake either you know, like they have like this little orientation moment where they like have members of the crowd like one side of the crowd yells sex the middle part of the crowd yells drugs and then the last part yells drake and, like, this is like universally no they do this every year they even did it, I think, like, virtually this last year for the first oh year. <laughs> so it's kind of ridiculous. But, I would, like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, wow. Well, clearly, it's going to be a, a lot harder to find Christians than I thought. Um, but, man, the way that I, I got involved was Mark Elliott was an RA in the building that I lived in. I lived in Carpenter Hall. And Mark wasn't my RA, but he was, like, on duty the first um, night, the very first night. Not, like, before even, like, semester started. Um, and he just like walked into my room because our door was open, like knocked and said hi, and I uh, like said hi and made fun of the fanny pack that he was wearing because all RAs like wear fanny packs when they go on rounds, and that was it. That was like the literal. Mark actually constantly wears a fanny. Oh, amen. Yeah, for real. Yeah, never leaves the house without one. He's been graduated now. <laughs> Still no. the fanny pack. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> No, but yeah, so so met Mark that night, and then like a couple of days later, I uh, was like again just discouraged that like I was at a school where it didn't seem like there were like tons of uh, yeah tons of Christians, um, yeah, and I I just didn't know what to do. I I went down to the lobby of Carp like the fourth day of Welcome Week. So really, honestly, like didn't really wait super long. Shows my impatience. I was like four days of like orientation and I was like man there are no Christians here uh, so I was about to like go down to the lobby and call my friend Simon for my youth group and I was just gonna like catch up with him but also just like ask for prayer like dude please like I I like hope that I could actually get connected with a Christian group here and like that exact moment when I like walked down to the lobby I saw Mark and Jason Jason Mears Valerie Meyer um, and Sumner, all of them were just hanging out in the lobby playing games. Um, and Mark recognizes me from the guy who roasted him for the fanny pack and, and calls me over and was like, hey, you should come play some games with us. Um, and I come play some games. I'm meeting the, these people and talking to Jason Mears. And um, yeah, basically at some point, Jason uh, asked me like why at that point I was an actuary actuarial science major and he's like why, why'd you choose that because he was also was like yeah bro honestly I, I think I chose it because of my greed like I just wanted to make a ton of money uh, and if I was doing something that I cared about like I'd probably be involved with like a church or something and Jason at that moment is like eyes like light up and he like he just goes bro are you a Christian <laughs> and I go yeah man are you a Christian and Jason goes <laughs> Jason goes bro, we're all Christians. <laughs> and, and the rest is history. <laughs> the next couple of days, they're like, they're like playing night games on campus. And like Mark invites me to go play sardines with them. Val and I, Val was going to probably think this is hilarious, but Val and I hide in a bush together because of sardines. And everyone took forever, forever to like, 
find us. So we were just in a bush for 45 minutes talking. Um, and we were talking, I was asking her questions like, hey, like, so why are you involved with Campus Fellowship? Like, what's the deal? Um, and just talked about how like people just wanted to live life together. Like they want to live in a Christian community that uh, is committed to abiding by the word of God and like um, pursuing holiness, being sanctified by God, like being made more like Jesus. Uh, and like, everything that she was saying, like just just connected with me and like that's what exactly what I was looking for um, and like man like after just seeing orientation and like no Christians like I was just so encouraged that all in one night and, and then like the next couple of days I just found this like awesome committed Christian group and, and the very first weekend of school I, I went to Walnut Creek um, and then just kept coming to stuff just kept going to the first Bible study and first midweek at the Agora and yeah Dude, that's that such an answer to prayer for you. Yeah, that, amen. That moment is crazy. Like right when you asked for prayer, and yeah. you, you met everybody. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally like on FaceTime with Simon and I and I was like, uh, Simon, uh <laughs> I guess I gotta go. I'm gonna go play some games. And then I called him afterwards and I was like, God is faithful. <laughs> God is so good. That's so cool. That's so cool. And and I mean I haven't known you for that long, but I really like admire like your your drive for discipleship and just like you know you're a you're an ra right now Mm -hmm. and getting to know your residents and seeing you in coffee shops with with people reading the bible like it's just really cool to see Um, i appreciate that yeah and like going along with that uh what's the best coffee shop in Mm. jt is a coffee shop connoisseur Mm. connoisseur Okay. <laughs> I'm a coffee snob. I, I go to I go on an average at like two coffee shops a day. Yesterday I hit three. Um I <laughs> yeah, I I am like so brand loyal to Mars. Um uh, and I can't I cannot say that they're the best. I like would be wrong. Uh, but Mars Mars Cafe on university is like my favorite coffee shop. I'm like so loyal. I think the actual best coffee shop, if you're talking about like the the room, like the the coffee, the specialty drinks, I think you you kind of have to say Dryberg's downtown. Uh, they they've got really good coffee. Actually, get this, they have a pour over machine that is literally fourteen thousand dollars. It's fourteen. Are you serious? Yes, I'm absolutely serious. I talked to the barista about it. I looked it up after I saw it, and I saw that it was $14,000. And then I go back, and I talk to them. And the barista, his name is Joe, and I was like, bro, are you telling me that this thing is (laughs) $14,000? He's like, yeah, we've got a different philosophy on coffee. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, if you're you're like me, and and you go, oh, you just quiver in, in awe. At that sentence, then you gotta go to drivers. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm gonna give you like 15 seconds right now to rep your brand. Okay. Your Freedom Blend brand. Oh, right. Okay, yes. Okay, so I work at Freedom Blend. Uh, they're connected to Freedom for Youth, which is a ministry here in Des Moines that is passionate about reaching young students and, 
and, and kids and training them for employment, but really ultimately to be followers of Jesus. Um, and I love Freedom Blend. We make all of our food like in-house. We make our own dough for the quesadillas and the burritos. You got to go. You got to go. And sometimes you see JT's face. Yeah, that's true. I'll bring you, I'll bring you food and I'll uh, tell you that I'm sorry for the wait and I made it. So <laughs> please don't yell at me. <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on, is there like a topic in Christian life that you could just go on about? Like, is there something that you just find yourself like returning to, like when you're like talking to people? Um, yeah, just, just here's your chance to just go off on that a little bit. Yeah, dude. I, th- I think you, I think you know my answer. I, we've talked about it a lot over the, over the summer, but I just like this last year, I've gotten so, um, passionate about the church. Um, yeah. Christ's body, the, the bride of Christ. I've just become so passionate about the church and, and what that means to be the church and, and what it means to gather as, as saints. And the reason why is like, I think I, I really didn't grow up in like shallow churches. Uh, I grew up in churches that like sometimes preach the gospel or were like pretty interested in like getting new people, but it, we would just like circled around the gospel. We were never really like centered around it um, and it just kind of felt like I, I actually went to an Indian church growing up and it was like more of like a um, felt like a cultural get-together than it ever was a church if that makes sense um, and, and I just like get really passionate about the church because I also look around the rest of America and also the world but like especially in America there's just like there's exactly what I was, like a ton of nominal Christians, people who like are surrounded around the gospel and never like actually get to the truth. They never arrive there. And they go to shallow churches where, yeah, they want people to come, but it's really like so that they can keep paying the bills for, for the building and stuff. But like I, I, I get passionate about the church because the whole purpose of the church is to exalt Jesus and to be saints that gather together to remember that, to practice the symbols of like, baptism and the Lord's Supper, like in, in remembering who Jesus was and like lifting him up and like preaching the word of God, protecting it, protecting the gospel and like seeing people's lives changed and like cities changed and like, like states changed. Like, I, I just think that the church in, in the New Testament as well too, and um, I would say the whole Bible, you can see how the church uh, is the primary way that the gospel is gone out and like Jesus gives the great commission to the apostles and they immediately turn around and plant churches and like Paul is is faithfully encouraging people to plant churches he himself was planting churches so like I don't think there's like anything more important that we could do for the spread of the gospel than plant churches that's so cool I'm so glad that you said that and I think that you've nailed uh you nailed the nail on the head. Let's go. <laughs> you, you you hammered the nail on the head. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I nailed it. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. When, when you said that the purpose of it's to exalt Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you're just totally right. So many of our churches are about going and, and hearing a message that we are esteemed. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. about our self esteem yeah. and making us feel good and sending mm-hmm. us home and. Uh, that's not what it's about at all. It's about esteeming, not ourselves, but mm-hmm. esteeming Christ. Yeah. And just finding a place to do that where you hear the gospel week in and week out. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. We need to hear mm-hmm. the gospel again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
So we, we just need to find churches that do that. We need to plant churches that mm-hmm. do that. We want to exalt Christ in that way. Yeah. All right. So uh, just wrapping up, is there anything else that you want to say to encourage our listeners? Most of them are, you know, college-age students. Um, we're, we're all just trying to walk with Jesus. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard. Just uh, what can you encourage them with? Yeah. Yeah. Life is hard and there are tons of trials. But um, I think something that I've just been – like realizing lately, and, it, and it's really obvious, but like our, our, your life is like not about you. Like my life is not about me. Um, my story, my testimony is, is not about me and like what I have done to find God. It, it's actually how like God has been so immensely gracious with me that he like has now made my life, my focus, um, lifting up Christ, like exalting him and, and pointing to him as the most important thing ever like he is the most important person ever and it's only through him that you may have eternal life um, and like peace with God like just thinking about how like I, I was once at war with God because of my sin and now I have peace with Christ like there is nothing more beautiful than like stopping oh yeah there's nothing more beautiful than like not thinking about yourself all the time but actually like focusing on Christ I'm someone who like just spends so much time thinking about myself, thinking about the things that I want and desire, like my future, like what, what, what can I like do for God in my future instead of like actually like living my life now and like asking the question, like God, how may I like pray for your kingdom to come? Like how may I pray that your will be done in my life today? Um, and how is it all about you instead of like, man, I really wish I could do this for you, God, or I really wish that this would happen for me, or I can like do really well at this thing. Um, so yeah, basically, like last encouragement is like your life is not your own. Uh, if you are a believer, you've been bought with a price, and like your life is about lifting up Christ. And, that, and that's almost freeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that, that's all. That's freeing. Oh my of gosh! Yeah. Knowing that, you know, you don't need to achieve. Mm-hmm. the the greatest thing possible you don't need to yeah. make yourself the best man or the best woman mm-hmm. possible you, you don't need to live up to all these just incredibly high like expectations that the world puts on your shoulders you, mm-hmm. you need to walk yeah. in obedience to christ mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and and live a life that's honoring to him and even in that mm-hmm. the pressure's off because he's paid for our sins he's yeah. paid for our shortcomings in the ways that we fail mm-hmm. in doing that the pressure's off yeah that life is like more interesting than like wanting my life to be exactly what I want. It's like way more interesting and like freeing and fun and fulfilling than like whatever I desire. And we get to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's a good word, man. That's a good word. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. I just really appreciate your testimony and everything that you had to say. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's an honor. All right, everybody. Well, Thanks for tuning in to Toolbox and Testimony. We'll catch you again next time. Thanks to all of you for tuning in to this episode of Toolbox and Testimony. Remember, if you'd like to receive curated content from around the web delivered weekly to your inbox, that means songs, articles, videos, and other resources that I believe will stir up our affection for the Lord Jesus, go check out toolboxandtestimony.com and sign up with your email address. If you found this episode helpful and encouraging, please share it or leave a rating on whatever platform you listen. 
This will help put the content in front of more eyes, meaning more people will be equipped and encouraged. Thanks again. Until next time, I hope your soul is encouraged and your toolbox is heavier.